Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of Myths, and uh, coincidentally, it's been 135 days since we last recorded the last episode. It has. It has. Um, can I do a really quick disclaimer? Yeah. And it's in line with the professionalism that is Myths. <laughs> All right, disclaimer so early on, it's like 30 seconds in. Okay, go on. I predict in the next 10 minutes, my flatmate is going to have a shower. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. And because of the professionalism that is Myths, as you know, the room that I record in also has a boiler in it. <laughs> um, so, so in 10, ten minutes, yep. you predict that we're going to start hearing... Yes. And maybe like... like kind of like some singing yes. noises as well. Yes. Well, the shower's oh. not in the room. It's, it's just, you know, the horrific screeching of an immersion boiler. Well, <laughs> if there's only if only there could have been some way we could have avoided this this mishap, like maybe we could have recorded earlier. Or yeah. well, why are you telling me the prediction on air right now? <laughs> there is so many ways around this. Because I didn't know he was going to shower. I thought he wouldn't shower, but he's he's going somewhere and he wanted to shower. Well, I hope he has a really lovely day because he just ruined he probably my won't recording. Very long. I don't know. I'm spending too long talking about my family. <laughs> and by the time we finish this conversation, he's going to start showering. So we need to get to the good stuff quickly. <laughs> All right, let's do bullet points, which has been 135 days at least. Uh, that, that's a on. guess, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, probably just... more like 60. If it is, though, it'd be pretty bang on. Um, anyway... Uh, Dan, what have you been up to in five bullet points? I've been in a show and my nan died. Next. Oh, that's really sad. I'm sorry. Do you want to elaborate on that? Oh, I yes, know we right. just said that's... bullet points, but I think it's important <laughs> for you, you to, you to said discuss bullet it. Points. Yeah, but like, I feel like you can't just say, my nan died, end a bullet point. you still got three bullet points if you want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Um, no, it's sad. My nan has been very sick for a, for a while. She passed away, mm-hmm. so I've been busy with that. Well, not really busy with that, but you know went home for that um see family and then i was in a show as well back at the wimbledon studio where you have performed yeah and will be performing soon i will be performing soon as i told you off air i am busy probably <laughs> you haven't given me the dates yet but i just i just sense it it's in your bones you just know don't you when you know when you're gonna be busy when you're gonna have to you know an emergency um <laughs> Um, I, I was feeling very sympathetic towards you earlier and very empathetic, and you've ruined that by saying that comment. <laughs> I ripped it from, <laughs> from under you. Um, but hopefully, no, doing okay, no, to be honest, um, been doing work stuff, um, and yeah, just, just, it, time is going by quickly. I don't, I do not understand how we're in the summer now, but we are, yes. um, and it's terrifying. I do feel like, um, particularly with this podcast, we're both quite busy at the moment, so like, like, mm. For for me, like you spend like I'm just busy, and then it's like four months later. It's like I I didn't intend for this to happen. It just just kind of did. If you know, you know what I mean. But like, but yeah. Um, how was your show, by the way? Did you have a nice time with that? I did have a nice time with that. I had a very very good time. It is this play here that I will 
get from my desk. Nell Gwen. Um, very, very That's good. Right. That's Gemma Arterton. Mm-hmm. She was in it originally. Wasn't in it with me. Um, <laughs> That'd be surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's very, very funny. It's about Nell Gwen. She was the first female actress, famous wow. actress of her time, when King Charles II famously, as you know, Matthew, uh, decreed yeah. that women could be on stage in the 1660s. God, weren't they the, the years? I'll be um, honest. I thought Nell Gwynn genuinely was um, like, um, oh, who's that guy who did Hedda Garbler? I thought it was one of those ones. Henry Gibson. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Henry Gibson. And uh, yeah, I just kind of thought it was one of like a sad play. And it's like, you said it was so funny. It's like, is it funny? I don't think so. <laughs> I yeah, think she yeah. dies at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, Hedda Garbler. Gwynn's what I'm thinking of. What are you thinking? Is it Peer Gwynn by Gwynn, Ibsen? Maybe. I don't know. I only know Doll's House and Hedda Garbler. Hedda Garbler at uni, oh, I wrote an essay on, and I never once read it. <laughs> and then Somehow. I was, and then I was shocked when I only got a fifty-eight. Oh yeah, so shocked. But to be fair, fifty-eight, which is yeah, uh, it's that, not a two, bad, is it? Two-two for not reading the thing. Fuck yeah. you, Dan Rhodes. It's actually not bad, is it? That was first year, mind you. So I did learn my lessons when it, you know. Did you? <laughs> yeah, got first, didn't I? Wow, well done then. I um, learned to instead of not reading it completely, I would just skim read it and then remember some of the quotes that I could use. Well, let me tell you about some of my bullet points because I want to. I want to talk. I'm going to come back to that point very, very soon because I think it's very important. So, uh, number one, went to America. It was great. Had a nice oh, yeah, time. You did. Number two, um, I, I've been busy uh, doing lots of. <laughs> stuff do you know what i mean i just just been oh i interviewed ellis james uh that was pretty cool you did uh, what interviewed ellis james the famous broadcaster oh the famous radio five live presenter he also does a lot with um john robbins yeah 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 it's almost like we had a conversation about it yesterday we had to convince he was actually a real person so yeah <laughs> god i'm such a twat on this <laughs> well off, off air matt told me this and i didn't know who the guy was and he had to tell me. So for yeah, purposes of today, I wanted to pretend like, like I knew who he was. Um, I'm not sure if we talked about it last time we were on air, but I am currently doing a counselling course at the moment, learn to become a counsellor. And in September, we'll be doing full-time uni again. So I'm coming back to uni. For counselling? For, yeah, uh, for full-time foundation degree counselling, which means at the end of that, I will be a uh, proper counsellor. It's going to take two years to get to that point, but yeah. I have some questions that I want to quick fire based on your bullet points. Yes. I think this might be the best way to do this. I just mm-hmm. throw some questions at you. I just want quick sentences or yeah. one word answers. Boom. Okay. Okay. All right. Favorite place you went in America? Uh, Yosemite National Park. One of the greatest places on earth for the video watchers. Uh, look at that. Yosemite National Park. Um, I love it. One of the best places on earth. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm not a nature fan, but my goodness, that changed my mind. Not a nature fan. You love nature. Uh, true or false? You climbed El Capitan. <laughs> that is true. I climbed. Um, so what I did is I went to the base of El Capitan and I did a free solo ascent, which means that I didn't use any uh, ropes or equipment uh, and no kind of safety harnesses. And I climbed El Capitan. Up Brackets. to a height of... One meter. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's a lot if you think about it. Well, genuinely though, like I did climb up just, uh, that just was a joke. It. I was trying to climb up a little bit, but I did do it and I went up this crack. Genuinely Good though. Lord. Like climbing up, I find that climbing up is always a lot easier 
than getting down because getting down is like so scary like how the fuck do i do like you get trapped and then you panic you're like oh fucking hell i'm and i was like i'm gonna die in el capitan and rosie's like oh please don't die i'm like i, I might die here rosie and i managed to get down so yeah, you were like, oh, no, I'm too high, I'm going to doubt. And then Rosie's like, it's okay, I've got you. And she just puts her arm up here and just pats you on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to be fair, I, I did get, like, a, a quite, it was, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a dangerous meter, I would say. And to be fair, if you're going to fall off, you're going to hit your head off rocks. So it was still quite dangerous. I took a selfie while I was on, I was on the rock as well. And Rosie told me off, <laughs> don't take selfies when you're in El Capitan. You might die. So, yeah. All right, next questions. There's a few running through my brain. When, where did you uh, interview the person that you interviewed? Uh, we were at the Gilbankian Theatre Cafe um, with um, in Canterbury, and Canterbury, we went travel all the way down for the Jubilee weekend, uh, and just uh, just did that. Saw my niece as well. It was very nice. Nice. Um, are you? I just did yes or no. Are you or are you not? Okay, I'll just, I can't say are you or are you not, and then I say yes or no. True or false? <laughs> you are... <laughs> Make up your mind. True or false? You are taking a counselling course just so that you can counsel yourself. Um, that is not true. However, um, in in real facts, though, like uh, part of counselling, you do need to... Uh, firstly, in, in the level we're at the moment, which is level three, we have to do triads, and triads is where... Um, there is a, a helper, a person who's like counseling. There's a person who receives the counseling, and then there's someone observing. And then you all take it in turn to do that, right? So, uh, so when <laughs> when we're in these things, and we have to also in later on, we also have to pay for our own therapy for a certain amount of time to pass our grade, um, which is kind of like weird, but whatever. But when we're in these triads, right? My God, Dan, it's so hard because like, like, <laughs> like when we sit down in these groups and I'm like a really professional counsellor, all like doing all the right stuff. Then I'm observing, I'm doing all this stuff. But then I'm the ha- like I'm the person getting counselling and I drop so much fucking baggage on them. I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> and the sit down is like, what would you like to talk about today? I was like, oh, I've got lots of trauma to talk about. Ooh! And they're like, uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, and then that person quit the course. So, uh, yeah. Oh, that's actually so funny. <laughs> I can imagine yeah. that. We have to do a case study now. And I was like, God help the person doing my course. <laughs> yeah. like They yeah. don't know what is about to <laughs> hit them. Yeah. I I mean, like, yeah, I, it's it's like just a chain of counseling because that person have to get counseling for, for dealing with me. So, uh, yeah. But no, but to be fair, like, yeah, I actually feel like go and see, like, well, we don't. We, we're only allowed to talk about surface level things only. So we have to talk about real things, but we can't talk about deep dark stuff because that's not fair. I, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, you can't so, suddenly throw out, you know, abuse or something like that from. You know, yeah, like the of, hard, like it's quite yet, low anyway. risk stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, some people really, I think sometimes in conversations things do come up. Um, like, because like when you're having those longer chats, those things do pop up sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah, but like, you can't go in there feeling like you can't be like. Uh, and how are you doing today? Suicidal. Yeah, I mean, you can't just drop that in. Yeah, I mean, you have to kind of like... Um, yeah, that's at, least, that's at least week three. <laughs> and there's a whole module at university talking about how to deal with, uh, um, yeah, more intense patients. But yes. but yeah, it's uh, it's cool. Um, do you think I'd be a good counsellor, Dan? I do actually think you'd be a very good counsellor. Um, I thought I thought I could, what I could do, it's kind of manage my two businesses. Was it, sorry? Such a good one. Oh, thanks, man. I think... 
I've been saying this a lot, and I genuinely mean this, and I think you might laugh at this, but, like, I think that with counselling, it's something I'm quite naturally good at, but with comedy, it's something I'm unnaturally good at, do you know what I mean? It took me a while to learn it, do you know what I mean? I do think, yeah, you're better than you think you are at comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am, I actually, I don't do lots of gigs at the moment, but I do a lot of stuff, um... But I tell you what, I'm I, I do smash those gigs quite a lot. Yeah, I mean every gig yeah. I do at the moment is really like top notch. And you mean, enjoy so. it. But counselling is a bit of you. I mean, you cancel, you know, any anyone you can. You've always mm. been a bit of a a natural listener. You're very empathetic. You're an incredibly empathetic person, and I think that helps. I thought you were gonna say you're very empathetic. Sorry, I mean just pathetic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, I think uh, I've got that vibe. But I thought I might try and be like the first ever comedy counselor. Be like, why are you sad? And then I'll cheer you up. Well, you could be like, why are you sad? And then you do a stand-up routine about the things that they've just divulged to you. Yeah, it's like crowd work, but more intense. Yeah. <laughs> and it was your who abu- your uncle abused you. Oh, excellent, excellent stuff. Um, uh, what do you mean I've excellent got... stuff? Oh, did you not know? I do. I'll do a bit oh at the end God. of this. <laughs> Session. I've got a good routine about being an uncle. <laughs> How is being an uncle these days? I love being an uncle. Um, and uh, my 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 niece is growing up really fast at the moment. Like um, it's, uh, she's at that time frame. She's about one and a half years old. Where like every week really matters, and, and she starts to like uh, develop a lot. If you know what I mean. Like um, yeah, she's uh yeah very interactive, quite hyper, and uh, yeah, she's awesome. She's she's a proper lad. If you know what I mean. You've you've tried cancelling her, haven't you? <laughs> so why do you feel like you're behaving in that way? I want sugar. Yeah. Um. No. That's no. Uh. No. She's great. I love her. Loved the bits. Um. But yeah. 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 Uh, be, being an uncle is a lot of fun, and uh, I would recommend it to anyone. Would you like I don't to be an uncle? Recommend being an uncle. I don't know if that's how. It, I think it relies so heavily on your siblings becoming a parent. Yeah, but like if you have the chance, I'd recommend Force it. Force them it's to fun. have a child, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I really fancy doing this thing. <laughs> Do you mind getting a fucking shivel on? Do you know what I mean? Come on, how are you? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Matthew. Yes. Before we... Also, I do think good on you for going back to uni and doing the counselling because I think it'll be nice for you to be able to do it professionally and not not just via your comedy and podcasts. Yeah, and also it's it'd be cool to um to have a number of strings in my bow. But as as we kind of mentioned earlier, you mentioned uh, doing your essays very last minute, and uh, I'm currently doing my um my degree with a, a few people who are not in the same age group and just quite laissez faire about stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Is it when's it due? Tomorrow, and I'm just like, uh, no, we've got to do it eight months in advance. And so I <laughs> it's a different age group. Are we talking like eighteen, nineteen year olds? This is their like well, to be fair, there's school, a or... There's a whole mixed bag of people uh, from all the way from 18 up to like, you know, like uh, 60. Do you know what I mean? Like it's people oh, wow. for any age who want to get into counselling, if you know what I mean. So it's and I like that. I like that a lot. About I think counseling. you need that to do counselling. Like a 60 year old is going to have so much wealth of life experience. Mm-hmm. And that actually really lends itself, I think. But yeah, but there's also uh, young people on the course who um, I think some people might judge them for being quite like, oh, you're young, so you don't know anything. But actually, they're very empathetic. And at the heart of it, they can understand what you're going through. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. so Dan, uh, yeah, all's, all's well, really. I think you were about to say something. Matthew, if there's one thing you need to remember about this podcast, is that I'm never going to say something. 
Oh, yep. Are you never going to laugh at any of my jokes? Because, you know. <laughs> I've laughed. I've laughed at stuff today. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think yeah, I forgot you. that you were, you know, it's important to me. It's been a long time. So am I. <laughs> You've had a, a big old growth since. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Since. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Um, yeah. Uh, remember. Hey, Dan, here's a fun fact. Another bullet point for you. Remember <laughs> that this podcast is about myths. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot as well. But you know what? We haven't seen each other in ages. Yeah. Um. And anyway, uh, you know, we'll, we may as well start. So the boiler noise starts at just the wrong time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, right, listeners. Let's uh, let's get out on our rubber dub dubs and oh, let's start. Oh my good lord! Can I what? just read something that someone's just sent me in a message? Go on. What? She went to I, Hoopla. I, a friend of mine went to Hoopla. My family, Brad, who's about to shout, also went there. It's like a, a festival in London, um, uh, like an LGBT festival. Um, she saw a drag queen there. Mm-hmm. She just sent me. A video and it's i haven't looked at the video but it says and i quote oh my god i've just found a video of yesterday where jimbo the drag queen is birthing a load of ham out of her vag and then throwing it at everyone um let's move on to the myth shall we <laughs> it's 11 o'clock on a sunday why did i don't want to watch that video well we, i also we, really want to watch it well do you want sorry. me to audio describe it no, no, okay. I want to do the. I want to move on. Like, and you're, you're you, like, so you're just, like oh. no, right, you don't want to. You see me. You don't want to hear me audio describe a drag queen pulling ham out of her vagina and throwing it. No, no, I don't. I, 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 I want to have a civilized conversation oh. about um something which you'll probably be racist about. Yeah, go on. Can you hear the boiler? I actually can't hear the boiler. Okay, that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> This is a, this show is still a fucking mess, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to do our myth, shall we? Yeah, please. Okay, Dan, what we're looking at today? Great air drumming on the fake, on the jingle, by the way. Yeah, because we're actually, I'm not sure if you know about this, but um, this is going to go out to my Patreon uh, for the video. So I just thought, because they can't hear the jingles and shit, I just thought it might be quite something <laughs> they might enjoy. I mean, visual. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's better than nothing, isn't it? Yeah, you know I mean, um, anyway. Right, Matthew, we are still doing miscellaneous. We are still doing the Chinese mythology. Yeah. I said Good the times. Chinese mythology. I don't know if that's good. Anyway, um, so what we are doing is very exciting. Uh, it. Oh, my God. I've put yeah. the wrong thing, haven't I? You idiot, Dan. I want it on split screen. Are yeah, you so looking at a video about face. a drag queen? I want it on split screen so I can see your beautiful face. Okay. Um, today is actually kind of two myths in one, but they're kind of together. Mm-hmm. So two become one. When two become one, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, right, so um, what what's the title today? The title is The Jade Rabbit slash Chang'e. Chang'e. They're the two parts. Um, okay. And well, actually, Matt, I think it'd be good for maybe 
I'll do a bit of a backstory and then I think you can just crack on. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So both of these characters are important in Chinese culture even today because they are celebrated at the Mid-Autumn Festival. There's actually a festival for these guys. Cool. Um, and they're kind yeah. of kind of the same. Separate stories, but, you know, the same vibe. So, um, we yes. We should go there as a little um, holiday uh, to, for research. We should go to festival. China the same way we should also go to Scandinavia and Egypt and Greece. Yeah, and Rome, and uh, we'll just, oh my uh, god, we should just take a year out and just do myths. Well, we we could do um, with all that money we get from subscribers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just so many pod. Yeah, thank you, thank um, you all for subscribing. <laughs> you know what, Matt? You go first. Please take okay. it away. So, just to clarify for anyone, if you just joined us for the first time, um, this is myths, and in this. Uh, I Dan set this up, so I have no idea what we're about to uh, go into. So we like to have that because it's a sense of uh, genuine and um, authenticness to our um, the craziness of myths. So this is the Jade Rabbit and Chang'e. Um, I should also say it's important for new listeners that just because I do the myths doesn't mean I've read them. <laughs> uh, well, this is famous from a man who's done an essay without reading the the core text. So, yeah. <clears throat> so the jade rabbit is a character from chinese folklore who lives on the moon with Chang'e. is it Chang'e or changey or uh, i think it's chang Chang'e. Chang'e. if it's wrong do let us know so but firstly jade rabbit is a character who lives on the moon with Chang'e and is always seen preparing the elixir of life for the immortals it's a um he is a he is a a noble and benevolent creature to whom offerings are often made during mid-autumn festival. Okay, so strong start, lives on the moon, prepares an elixir to stay alive forever, right? Yeah, so he did, not for him, but for um, for people that want to become immortal and the, the other gods. He's in charge of creating their potion that they drink, the elixir that they drink to make themselves immortal. What? This is already strong stuff, Dan. I'm loving it. It's good to be back. Um. So, how did the Jade Rabbit get to the moon? One day, the Jade Emperor decided that he wanted some help preparing the elixir of life for the immortals. Fearing that humans would be too selfish and untrustworthy for such an important role, he <laughs> he thought an animal would be better suited for this responsibility. Yeah, to be fair, I feel like we've all had that day in the office where we're like, oh, fuck humans, I'm just going to get a dog to do this instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, also, I like the idea that the Jade Ember was doing this himself originally. Yeah, just kind of oh, cooking up some broth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jade Emperor came down to Earth disguised as a beggar and went to search for a worthy animal in a forest. Uh, as a famished and frail man, he cried out for help and food, and eventually three animals came to see if they could help. The monkey, the fox, and the rabbit. Now, Dan, I've never... I'm not sure if you've ever, because I've been to Yosemite National Park, and if I was lost or hungry or poor, I think that wouldn't really matter to any animals, and a mountain lion would just eat me instead. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I I don't think animals would naturally come and be like, right, what's your problem? Or oh, you, you what? You got a bad solicitor? Let's help you out. They're not, they're not the citizens of Vice Bureau. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe that's 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 what we're getting at here: is that animals are more trustworthy and more benevolent and responsible. And they see a man in need and help, but the, the, the humans are too selfish and they didn't. Yeah, I think that's absolutely the point. 
Um, yeah. Also, I'm going to call it right away. The monkey's not going to get the job because we've done the monkey episode and he's a little so-and-so. Yeah, and I, I don't think the fox has a good vibe. You know what I mean? Mm. You know that whole like riddle where like, the fox and the chicken and the bag of hay seed or whatever, trying to get across the river? The fox is always a knobhead because the fox always eats the shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I do respect foxes. They're cool. Anyway, the and the animals were sympathetic to the old beggar's plight and went into the forest to search for food. The monkey returned laden with fruits he had gathered from up in the trees. The fox returned with some fish that he had caught in a nearby stream. I, I do retract my comment that fox was actually quite sweet. <laughs> yeah, I also would like to retract my statement about the monkey because he got fruit. Good on him. Yeah, fair, fair play, monkey. Despite searching throughout the forest, the rabbit couldn't find any food for the old man from the woodland floor. When he returned much later and saw the beggar sat next to the fire eating fruits and the fish, the rabbit felt sad, and he that the rabbit felt sad that he had been unable to find him any food. Realizing he could sacrifice himself, I saw this coming a fucking mile off, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as a vegan and don't like this how this is going uh realizing that he could sacrifice himself so the man could eat the rabbit threw himself on the fire in the ultimate act of selflessness so <laughs> right Lord. this guy yes he he's having some fruit oh thanks monkey he's having some fish oh that's lovely thanks fox <laughs> you just having a nice dinner and you see this rabbit fucking high himself on the fire <laughs> what the fuck that's mad. <laughs> He's going to have PTSD from this. Well, like, he didn't have to... Like, you're already being fed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And also, like, what a savage way. Not even just like, oh, like... You know, kill me humanely and then you can, like, skin and cook me. No, I'm just going to throw myself, with fur and all, in the fire. And also, what animal would ever do that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I the other two make sense. Get your fruit, get your fish. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kill myself. I need to counsel this rabbit. Rabbit, why, why, why would you do such a thing? Oh, All right. Man. Wow. So that that was something. So a rabbit threw himself on the fire in the ultimate act of selflessness. But that instant. The beggar turned back into the Jade Emperor and stopped the rabbit from being burnt. Thank goodness. There you go, Matt. Happy ending. Well, well I, I don't know. Like, yeah, anyway, uh, I don't know how you would stop a, a rabbit jumping so vigorously in the fire. But never Well, he's mind. the Jade Emperor. He's a god. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's like the Zeus of Chinese mythology. I kind of forgot that, so yeah, that would make did, sense. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, having forgot... Sorry, ha having found the most noble of creatures to take on the role of creating the elixirs, the Jade Emperor carried him up to the moon where he learned to make divine medicines and he could be kept safe from humans wishing to steal the elixir of life. Now, one thing I would say, Dan, is that I would actually think maybe getting a monkey might be a good idea because would like if you're dealing with elixirs and potions and chemistry, you're going to need like four fingers and thumbs, right? Like you, I'm not sure if a rabbit's paw was good at like tipping bottles and shit. But maybe they've had he's had an occupational therapist come in and uh, <laughs> get it so that he has ergonomically designed um, equipment to be able to allow the rabbit to do his his job equity. You know, 
you've made a very you can out woke to me there i'm afraid so you kind of like and i feel like i <laughs> i can't respond because i'm too earnest i was like yeah that's actually a really good idea um but yeah um the rabbit worked hard oh yep the rabbit worked hard and learned to create divine medicines and eventually mastered the skills required to pound the right ingredients together to create the elixir of life the Jade Emperor was so delighted with the rabbit that he made his fur a dazzling white. From all the cocaine he's actually <laughs> be making. And the heavenly glow from the rabbit's smooth, soft fur was so bright and beautiful that it looked like a precious jade, which is why the other heavenly beings came to call him the Jade Rabbit. If you look up at a full moon and squint slightly at the markings, you can still see the Jade Rabbit with pestle and mortar making the elixir of life for the immortals that's so cool so say when you look at a moon you can kind of see the jade rabbit there you actually can and i've actually got a picture here of it if you would like to see i don't know how i'm going to do this okay um i'm going to oh, how's this going to work for the purposes of of thing do you have a link to it and i can put it in the show notes yeah i can do i might just take a picture of it and send it to you now so you can see it <laughs> what else is that weird? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. In fact, let me just put the link in the thing and then you can click on the thing. Oh, crap. Okay, I'm doing it now. I'm, gonna put it on the, I'm just going to put it in the gok. The, the gok? I'm going to put it on... <laughs> the dock. The gok? I'll put it, right um, below, I'll put it right below that last paragraph. There we go. Cool. If you go on that, there's actually a picture of the, um, the uh, jade rabbit. You can see where it actually That's... is on the moon. Oh, I can see it. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes as well. But wow, yeah, it does. It, well, it, they put a line around it and it does look like a rabbit. But I feel like without the line, miss, like you could do that with anything, though, I think. I kind of get it. But there's a bit that if you look at the image, there is a, a big black bit underneath and a big black bit coming out. What I think looks like is Willy. So, um. So uh, I, I would say that I'm not sure if it's conclusive, um, but yeah. it's a, it's a nice idea. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think it's nice. The idea that, you know, back in the day, um, you know, you could look up to the moon and be like, look, there's a jade rabbit. It kind of adds to the the story. I think that's really nice. Thanks, Dan. No worries. And, but that's not all, is it? It's not all because. As mentioned before, the jade rabbit lived with who, Matt? Chang'e. Chang'e. So let's find out who Chang'e is and a bit more about her. Because okay. he's, he's not alone on the moon. It's important to remember, you know, they are, they, he's got friends up there. Okay. Legend of Chang'e. Take it away, Dan. Chang'e was a beautiful young... <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's a beautiful what? <laughs> oh, my God. That was such a violent cough. Oh, sorry. That was hilarious. Something just flew in my mouth. Oh, so gross. Was it Chang'e? Maybe, maybe. That was hilarious, sorry. <laughs> Chang'e was a beautiful young girl working in the Jade Emperor's palace in heaven where immortals, good people and fairies lived. One day, she accidentally broke a precious porcelain jar. Uh-oh. Angered, the Jade Emperor banished her to live on Earth where ordinary people lived. She could return to the heaven if she contributed a valuable surface to Earth. Interesting. Also, now's an important time to remind us that actually, as you forgot earlier, um, like with a lot of the myths we do, um, 
particularly uh, notably Norse and uh, Grecian and Roman gods. Um, in the Chinese canon, uh, yeah, the Jade Emperor's got like Zeus. He's like the head and they live in a palace in the heaven. That's their version of mm-hmm. heaven or Asgard or Mount Olympus. And it's quite a nice idea, isn't it? There's just this nice palace up in the sky. But I also find that even in, in the nice palace in the sky, you get fucked off so much by someone breaking a porcelain. It's like, I've got that imported all the way from the Greek Empire. Oh, crack. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. You're getting banished, mate. Because that's quite a severe thing, right? You're, you're being fired because you broke a pot. Do you know what I mean? The Jade Emperor won't let a rabbit burn himself to death. Yeah. But you break a pot, get the fuck back down to earth. I don't want to um, say sexism, but... Yeah, maybe sexism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to have to contribute a valuable service to earth. Interesting. Changi was transformed into a member of a poor farming family. When she was 18, a young hunter named Hu Yi from another village spotted her. Now a beautiful young woman, they became friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One day, a strange phenomenon occurred. Ten suns rose in the sky instead of one, blazing the earth. That would be a weird day, to be fair. I mean, imagine you wake up tomorrow, getting ready for work, and you see ten suns in the sky. Like, fuck it, hell, am I late for work or something? Hu Yi, an expert archer, stepped forward to try and save the earth. He successfully shot down nine of the suns, <laughs> becoming an instant hero. Wow, I, mean, I just realised this is this this escalated quickly. I mean, like, firstly, why is your first reaction when you see nine extra suns is to shoot them down? And where do they go? Yeah, where do they come from? I actually do know where they come from, by the way, because I read another myth before this about this uh, to give us backstory. So if you want, I can do Myths Corner. I know that's normally your thing. Yeah, but... give a he- go ahead, Dan. Can you do the Myths Corner jingle? Miss Corner, dance Miss Corner. Okay, guys, so actually, um, I believe in some of the Chinese canon, um, it's actually 10 of the Jade Emperor's uh, sons become sons. And oh. they, as a prank, go to Earth and become the sun. And they, but, but they're too, they're, they're, their sun is too bright. And they scorch the Earth and it starts decimating all of the farming communities, as as we see here, Chang Yi and Hu Yi are part of. Um, so, so Huey is like, you know what, guys, I can fix this and I'll shoot them down because they're not sons. They're actually people. Okay, that makes more sense. Kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes I, sense I'm... within the what we're talking about. I mean, yeah, just forget the uh, the fact that we are talking about mythology. Um, anyway, this is going to escalate because after he shoots them down, he becomes an instant hero and he eventually became king and married Chang E. Yeah, interesting. Of course. But if Hu-Yi, you shoot down nine sons, you're going to marry whoever you want, pal. Yeah. But Hu Yi grew to become a despot. He sought immortality by ordering an elixir be created to prolong his life. The elixir in the form of a single pill was almost ready when Chang Yi became upon it. She either accidentally <coughs> or purposely <laughs> swallowed the pill. This angered King Hu Yi, who went after his wife. Trying to flee, she jumped out the window of a chamber at the top of a palace and, instead of falling, she floated into the sky toward the moon. King Hu Yi tried to shoot her down with arrows, but without success. Once on the moon, Chang Yi became a three-legged toad as punishment from the Queen Mother, according to one version of the legend. Her companion, the Jade Rabbit, is constantly pounding the elixir of mortality in a large mortar. 
The moon is also inhabited by a woodcutter who tries to cut down the cassia tree, giver mm. of life. But as fast as he cuts into the tree, it heals itself and he never makes any progress. Oh, that's like, what's his face trying to do yeah, the... Like Tantalus or Tantalus. Sisyphus. Uh, Sisyphus yeah. rolling up the... Yeah. yeah. The Chinese use this image of the sus- uh, tree to explain mortal life on Earth. The limbs are constantly being cut away by death, but new buds continually appear. Meanwhile, King Hu Yi ascended to the sun and built a palace. So Chang Yi and Hu Yi became to represent the yin and yang, the moon and sun. Tell you what, that that went a million miles an hour, didn't it? Fucking hell. We're just... <laughs> Two minutes ago, there was just lightly broken jaw, and then she's on the fucking moon as a toad. What the fuck just happened there, Dan? <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, so that and the Jade Rabbit, they kind of go together because they're both celebrated during the moon and the mid-autumn festival because they, they're famous people that live on the moon. That was so... That was... I, I've never done cocaine before, but I imagine that's like the literary version of cocaine. Like, whoa, fuck Also, you. it's interesting, isn't it, that the Jade Rabbit makes the elixir of life... And it's that elixir that she drinks, both purposely or accidentally, and then ends up floating to the moon as an immortal. And may I just say, like, like that that bit there, she either accidentally or purposely swallowed the pill. That is the most interesting part about this whole myth, because they have two very different connotations. If she purposely did it, she means like, this guy is evil, I cannot do this. He's I abusive. Yeah. yeah, I must take one for the team. And let's do it, right? Or it might be kind of like, oh, I want it for myself. That might be evil. But accidentally, it's just like, oh, what's that pill? I guess I'll have it. (laughs) Yeah, she's just one of those random pills. Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, wow. And also, what I love is very Norse is that at the end just throws in this extra bit about a woodcutter and just like what you, why are you talking about this is right at the end you that know? is solid Norse vibes where they just are like da, 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 da. oh and by the way also this thing and just like what but like imagine at the end of a story you add like five new characters it's like <laughs> what? can I also just say famously unlike Norse mythology if this was Norse mythology the vase would have had a name the elixir would have had a name. Mm-hmm. The palace would have had a name. We'd know all the names of the ten sons that he shot down. We'd probably yeah. know all their family members. We know, know the fruit's name. We know the, the fruit's name and the monkey. We'd know the fox would have a name and a backstory, and the fish he caught would have a back. Yeah, man, they love a name. Yeah, they love a name. But yeah, the I think uh... I like it. They keep it simple. Things we understand: rabbits, monkeys, foxes, the moon. We should do like a, a championship at some point, like myth versus myth. Do you know what I mean? And see which one wins. I mean, isn't um, that the league table? Don't get me started. Um, but anyway, uh, Dan, let's head over to. Oh, by the way, Dan, just a quick one because this is what reminded me. Right in the last, well, I don't think I received a Christmas present from you because we talked about the Freddie Mercury book and it just never arrived. Did it not actually genuinely arrive? Genuinely didn't arrive. So we're right. equal, by the way. Right. That is actually, isn't that really messed up, though? Because your book never has still never got to me either. The one that, I know you bought a second one. Oh, you, oh, you just, you're just, be- you didn't actually send me one, did you? you no, you I actually just try- did. <laughs> <laughs> what a bombshell we just found out. I just forgot to mention it. That's actually jokes. Yeah. Do you think they have it in for us? Genuinely. 
I have no And I'm not idea. doing a thing like, well, yours never got to me because I believed you that you did send it. I know you <laughs> did. Very passive aggressive, Dan. What a but way you to You sent around. me that Rome book and that did arrive. Oh, yeah. How was that? Was it... I haven't read it yet. Oh. I've got too many things to read. I'm sorry. Merry Christmas. It's actually, I think, the next book, I'll... Next book I'm going to read. Well, I, we should, I might read it as well and then we can hang yeah. out together. Um, anyway, de- well, that's just a, this is, sorry, I, I just that just came to my mind then. But uh, yeah, um, well, maybe as a Christmas gift properly, you could, uh, you know. You I think what I should just do is buy it or buy something. And then if I next see you in person, just give you it. Yeah, that's that's you know what? Let's do that from now on, shall we? Yeah, little gifts. Fuck the Royal Mail. Shall we do? There's more Amazon, to be honest. I guess we're Fuck Amazon. Anyway, we don't know who to do it. Uh, life skills, morals, creativity, WTF. How do you want to do this? Oh, I know. Let's rank them out of 10. Yeah. We'll score of 40. Um, but yeah. Okay, let's do it. Right. So um, uh, I'm not sure if we headed over there yet, but let's, let's head over there. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts. In small doses. Right, let's write in this myth, okay? So, um, <laughs> let's rank this myth. Okay, so we rank it in four sections. Let's start off with life skills. So here's the practical things that we learn. Hmm. Did we? So, I think, well, we learn how to make an elixir of immortality. Yeah, that's big, quite a that's big one. Big points. We learn, we learn how, how to shoot down the sun. Z, if yeah. there's ever multiple. You know when that famous thing happens where you suddenly wake up and... We also... Points. We also transformed our being a lot. We turned from emperor to uh, to like a beggar. We we turned from uh, you know like a um, a lady to a toad and a mortal to a lady. We, uh, we also turned to a rabbit to a KFC burger. So you know like uh, <laughs> um, so yeah. we saved a rabbit's life. We floated to the moon. Uh, we uh, learned how to hunt and gather. We learned how to hunt. We learned how to break a vase and get banished. I don't know if yeah. that's a live skill, but I think ultimately, I think it's got to be a seven or eight, to be honest. I'm saying eight, man. Yeah, eight. let's put it in there. Boom. Eight. Done. Nice. Morals. So here's like the ethical things that we have gathered. <clears throat> now, I think that we've learned a lot here because um, the Jade Emperor went to find someone selfless, right? And Which he did. And also, no one lost that. The fox wasn't a dick. The monkey wasn't a dick. They were just, it was, it was a harsh, competitive um, vibe. But um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think we also learned about um, kind of, put, like, it's about being kind, this whole thing. It's about kind of like, like working hard to help people, to be immortal. Uh, it's about being worthy, worthy you know, and um you know, like like stopping people from becoming a despot for life and stuff like that. Yes, true. And like the whole thing about her escape, Ch- um, Chang Yi escaping the abusive relationship. Did she? Didn't she? But that's quite a moral thing there. I want to say six. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Creativity. The creative things we learn. The narrative. Uh, you know, what? What? How do we find it? I'm just gonna say it. It's it's a it's a nine or a ten for me because like be. Mike, it's gotta it, be. It's fucking crazy. Like, like we started off with like a Jade Emperor just doing like going fit like just in the woods for a bit. He's changed his being, and 
Um, yeah, I well, why don't we talk about creativity and WTF at the same time? Because they yeah, they kind of come hand in hand. WTF is our fourth category. That's the what the fuck factor. All the messed up things that happened in this. Uh, but creativity, they kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Yeah, uh, um, but from a creativity point of view, the narratives are quite funny because there's a real rags to riches in a lot of these. Mm-hmm. The rabbit started off as a nobody just being a selfless lovely rabbit and then it got promoted to what is a very important job yeah chang e um, you know she was just a humble beautiful woman who yeah was an idiot and broke the vase got vanished oh no my life's over she meets a nice man oh no he's abusive boom tries mm-hmm. to maybe kill herself we don't know and then uh ends up you know quite an important thing on the moon well she ends up a toad but you know still well, like it's a nice story because she did a valuable service, right, on Earth, and she I did. like that. And she did. yeah, um, I think that's interesting. But in terms of uh, messed up stuff, the rabbit trying to burn itself, ten yeah. sons popping out of nowhere, him becoming a desperate randomly, her becoming a three-legged toad. Why three legs? I don't know. Like, yeah, why three-legged? And... Also, oh, why is there a random thing about a guy chopping wood? Yeah. It, but to be fair, also with creativity, that's a nice me- that, that's a nice little thing, isn't it? You know, it's a nice idea, and also in terms of ethics, um, um, you know, it's cool. Um, also, and also, maybe sexism. She broke a vase, gets banished. Seems pretty extreme. Yeah. Hmm. So I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say ten for creativity, and maybe like seven for what the fuck, or maybe I eight. would agree with that. I would agree. I think maybe a maybe an A for WTF actually. Yeah. Okay. We'll put eight. A lot of funny things did happen. It was quite like we we were very animated. Like we were into it and entertained, and I think that's a good sign. Okay. So that's eight for life skills, six for morals, um, ten for creativity, and eight for what the fuck. So let's add that all together. So that's um, is that thirty-two? I think it's thirty-two. That's good. Very good. That's a good. It's a good one. That's a very, very good one. Very so, good yeah. one. Lovely stuff. Um, um. So yeah, that's a nice. That's a good episode. Uh, it's good to be back. No, Dan. How many days is it going to take us to do the next recording? <laughs> well, one hundred and thirty-six. Hopefully. No, we're going to try and do it a bit more regular than that. I think our aim we did have min- things come up. You were abroad, and like other things happened in our my yeah. life. But, yeah. And uh, yeah, and to be very open and blunt, uh, just. I find it very difficult to balance my time at the moment. Just um, everything is quite busy at the moment. We've got lots of stuff on the plate. So, uh, yeah, we'll try and do this, I think, a minimum of once a month. Is that about achievable? Yeah, I think that's about right. I think it's about right. And we are slowing down now. But they're good little myths. People are enjoying them. And we enjoy doing them, don't we, Matt? Yeah, I, I love hanging out with you. So, um, But we should hang out in real life sometime soon. I will. I'll come up to your new well, Casa, Casa oh, El Hoss. Do you try to say me Casa Del Hoss? But... Yeah, that's nice. Um, well, Dan, where can people find us online? Uh, you can find them online. Uh, Spotify. You can mm-hmm. find us on uh, any real podcast platform. I guess I don't need to say that because they're listening to it now. You meant, no, like, I meant more in terms like of social media, didn't you? Yeah, sure. Stuff like that. Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah, that kind of stuff. Facebook um, at Miss Podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can email us as well. Uh, you can do, but I'll be honest, we haven't really. Uh, no, we haven't. Them. That, that we, you know, we used to get emails, and I feel like people just stopped, and it's sad. It is sad vibes. Well, we got one from Elizabeth Adams. Let me read. Let me read this out. 
Uh, Logitech greets you. I am Logitech's advertising manager and I pursue launch campaigns to introduce new inventive products. We have studied your media channel and found you that you're right for us. We carry a unique advertising campaign to promote your product. Besides remuneration and money, you can also come up with our products free of payment. Wow, this looks really legit. Um, so yeah, sounds sounds too good to be true. Well, you've heard it here, guys. We're about to be famous. <laughs> no, but if you want to actually get in touch with us and read out something on the podcast, um, just get in touch. Uh, be good. Um, but on top of that, uh, yeah, why don't you give it a five star thing? We don't really check the social media anymore, but just so you just get in touch with we're us. We're just on the terrible, email. aren't we? That, let's just accept that we're terrible. Well, I don't think we're terrible. We're just busy, right? We're, just busy. we're busy. We're busy, and we do this for fun. And people enjoy listening to it. I still get lots of feedback from how much they enjoy the episodes. Oh, you recently had you had someone in real life when you, your cast members, right? Oh yeah, my friend Sean. She listened to it, and uh, she asked me what episode I should listen to. I said, "Check them out." She's quite into Greek mythology, so a lot of them I think she already knew the storyline of. So she clicked on the first one that she didn't actually know the storyline of, so she could learn about it. And it happened to be episode eight, Pygmalion which is famously the Weedabix episode where I eat just a load of Weedabix the whole 45 minutes. And it's a very, very weird thing to listen. If that's the first myth you're listening to, <laughs> good Lord. Be, I wonder if she comes back to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, great to have you here, Sean. Obviously, you're a lifelong fan now. Oh, so, uh... <laughs> Oh, damn. Like, yeah. like, can you just try and get more people on board with it? Because like, we, we, would, we would look... We've got to be famous now after that Logitech email, which is definitely I've not... I've had so lo- many people... No, people do listen to multiple episodes, but they chop and... Ch- you know, people don't listen to them at all. No one's going back to Theseus. and Very few people do that, apart from our mums. Um, uh, well, your mum. My mum. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, my, actually, Noah still listens to them. Shout out to Noah. Yeah, my Noah. Old my old, yeah. I think Alex... No. Oh, Alex... Um, um, my brother played it to my niece uh, once, which was nice, but ill-advised, very ill-advised. Ill-advised. Do not show this to your... Do not make it show this. I still don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> and what a way to finish off this episode. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Matt House Comedy. Dan, do you have anything you want to plug? Nah. Nah, okay. Uh, just to let you know, a brand new season of Castables out, if you like that kind of thing. It's really cool. And if you want to see this video uh, and some other cool stuff, why don't you check out my Patreon? It's uh, Not that money goes to Dan, I'm afraid, but I'm sure, yeah, whatever. But like, uh, um, yeah, if you want to check it out and see some extra cool content, it's all on there. Cheers. Cheers. Matthew, I've had a great time. 32 out of 40. Cracking episode to cover us back after a long time. Glad you had a fun in America. And all the best with the future. Yes, uh, take care. Bye, we'll try you... until I see you next time. Hopefully next week. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye, take care. Lots of love. Bye. Myths. Myths.